This week, I have invited Peter Yoon, one of Asia's top wildlife rescue photographers who has worked with more than 30 of the best animal welfare organizations in the region, to talk to us about the dog meat industry in Asia and the best way to stop it once and for all. I asked Peter to tell us about his first encounter with the industry. So the first uh, dedicated sort of trip I took to look into the dog meat trade was to South Korea. I did manage to visit a, a dog meat farm as well as the dog meat market, uh, which is a public market anyone can go to. Of course, well, the, the conditions were terrible, but they were nothing like um, they were nothing like I, I imagined. The cruelty kind of all happens in Korea in the markets where the dogs are killed, sort of fresh for their customer, as it were. Well, in, in Korea and China, they do kill the dogs in a much more uh, uh, a much worse way. There are in Korea, for example, there are no um, laws covering the the slaughter of dogs because they're not considered livestock. Um, so they can kill them however they they want, and they they want to kill them in a horrible way. Before you went there, what were you thinking about this industry? And afterwards, what were your thoughts? I think that people, uh, just as I did, my without knowing much about it, my instinct is to say, let's close the farms. Let's do what we can now. Uh, it's a lot more complicated than that. Not only do we have human beings there who are trying to make a living and feed their families, so we need to, we can't just take away their livelihood. A lot of the time the problem is not where you think the problem is. Instantly shutting down those farms probably wouldn't end the, the dog meat industry overnight. Um, as you see in China where most of the dogs don't even come from farms. So actually the solution seems very clear before I went there and afterwards I realized maybe I need to to consider that a little bit more. So one of the most difficult things to help people understand is um, if, for example, you had a, um, a charity that wanted to help the oceans, um, what they do not do is go to uh, Welcome and Park and Shop and go and buy the fish that you see at the fish counter swimming in the tanks. They could go and spend money buying those from the supermarkets and then releasing them back to the sea. Um, when you tell people that, it doesn't really make sense, right? I mean, you're saving those fish's lives, but you're just giving money to the supermarket, mm -hmm. right? The Exactly the same thing happens with the dog meat industry. The exact word that one of the charities used to describe it to me, they said the, the traders love uh, charities. They love charities. They can sell their whole stock in you know an hour instead of a few days at these festivals. Um, I've uh, they, they set up, they have uh, middlemen to... Um, uh, contact the charities first so that they can get commission as well. They don't even have to, you know, we'll deliver the dogs to your door. It's um, They absolutely love it. So there are legal ways to rescue dogs from the dog meat industry in China, for example. Um, what you do is you... Um, and that's what V-Shine is doing. Is that the charity that's uh, V-Shine have done that, yeah. It's a charity I work with in China. And there are many other charities doing the same thing, local charities, usually that no one internationally has heard of. And there are some international charities also helping with that, like um, Humane Society International. They also help some of those local charities to achieve this. And SPCA as well? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it's quite difficult to do. You need to find out when dogs are being transported, stop the trucks, call the police, and have them to check the, the licensing. Uh, the dogs almost certainly will not have any license, um, or the, uh, the farmers rather, and so they can then confiscate the dogs. The charities can take them. And that is what I would call a dog rescue. Um, what a lot of charities are doing inside and outside of China is going to places like the Yulin Dog Meat Festival 
and buying dogs from the markets and the traders. The thing is, people don't know what happens after they've bought the dogs. They actually, most of them actually die, right? Yeah, that's right. So um, there's two things that happen. Either they, well, firstly, they usually get sent to emergency shelters and local shelters. So if you're an international charity, um, you will buy dogs and then you will give them to a local shelter to look after. The, these shelters are often overcrowded even before they arrive, like every dog shelter, like here in Hong Kong. There's always too many dogs everywhere in the world. Um, so a lot of them, yeah, will die from stress, from lack of food, from disease. A lot of them are on their way to being dead anyway. The rest will be sent to, usually sent to Western countries like the US to be adopted as pets. Um, but those are only the pure breeds. Yeah, it tends to be. So um, the problem is that the, I, I've not seen this firsthand. So I've talked to many charities in China that deal with this, um, who have seen um, uh, charities, yeah, choosing the best, um, the cutest, the biggest dogs to be sent to for adoption in, in other countries. Now, this doesn't help China at all. So this doesn't help end the dog meat trade in China. It doesn't help change people's opinions in China. Um, you're going in, uh, giving money to the dog meat industry and then taking the dogs away um, for to, to another country where attitudes don't really need changing. So how can we help if we want to stop it in Asia? I, one of the most interesting things I heard in China and Korea was that they, they both told me that the dog meat trade is, um, the dog meat industry is declining. They said, basically, if we do nothing, um, it will go away. And in, in Korea, I had one kind of unofficial estimate. They said maybe 50 years, um, the dog meat trade will be, will be gone. Um, if nothing happens, of course, they are fighting for something to happen, for government intervention and uh, to change the attitudes of people um, more quickly so that that goes down to one year or two years or as, as quick as they can. Um, so you can help. You can support those charities that are rescuing dogs legitimately um, without providing money to the dog meat industry, um, as I mentioned, by stopping the trucks, doing it in, a, in the legal way, um, which is exactly what they're doing. So if people want to find out more about the dog meat trade, which organization should they support or should they go to? I think the first thing to do is, is have a look at as many as you can. Um, same with any kind of news sources, right? If you, um, Humane Society International, a good place to start. Um, honestly, I've, I've not worked with them directly before. I've worked with them indirectly on a couple of things. Um, I believe they did do some dog buying uh, projects uh, previously. I know they've done some dog rescues involving the trucks, uh, as we mentioned, with local charities in China as well. So this is um, so I'm not sure where they lie exactly at the moment, but this is one of the um, charities that are moving in the right direction. Um, and there are, like I say, many local charities in Korea and China that don't necessarily have good uh, English language uh, uh, websites and promotional stuff. So. So for English language stuff, you can start there and, and look around. And for if you for the Chinese listeners, they can, of course, look up uh, a lot of good uh, charities in China. Um, Animals Asia also have a good uh, list of charities on their website of, of charities that in China that help dog, uh, stop the dog meat industry. So.